Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going well. Okay, bye, Matt. Oh, man. Well, we got a great guest uh, coming up for this episode. Justin Aversano, man who wears many hats in the space, founder of Save Art Space, uh, the photographer behind the Twin Flames Project, the community choice entry for Sotheby's natively digital auction, uh, also did the, the CryptoPunk uh, billboards with G-Money uh, in multiple cities. What are you excited to learn from him? Man, I'm just excited to actually get to know the man behind these epic, epic and incredibly selfless works of art, right? Like there's, I'm kind of excited to understand the genius behind the curtain. You know, that's what I'm most excited about. For sure. I also think he brings up a really fascinating point around the importance of not getting too caught up in the metaverse and digital side of this. Obviously, this is very kind of like natively digital art medium. But the, the IRL component, the, the galleries, the exhibitions is, I mean, so critical to build in community. And, and really, in order for this to truly fly in the way we all believe it will, um, we just need to make sure we're not overlooking that. So uh, really excited to get into this week's episode with Justin Aversano. Real quick, if you haven't already, definitely be sure to check out the, the newsletter, nftnow.co. You want to learn about upcoming drops. You want to learn about hot artists. You want to learn about everything NFT, sign up. But that's that. And without any further ado, Mr. Justin Aversano. Justin, so glad to have you here. How's Miami treating you? I just landed like 20 minutes ago, so it's been great so far. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're excited to have you. Why don't we kick things off? I mean, you've been doing some incredible work in so many different places in, in the NFT space, um, between your photography and also Save Art space. Tell us a bit about your journey into NFTs. Okay, let's start with Twin Flames, because Twin Flames was the the leading journey start starting point, um, which then led to Save Our Space, which then led to where we are now. So I'll start with Twin Flames, since that's the um, most relevant thing that's that I'm working on as an NFT. My main project, Twin Flames, a portrait series of 100 twins that I also traveled all over the world photographing sets of twins. Um, this project is in honor of my twin who passed, and this is a healing journey to mend the wounds in my heart, to build community with other twins, and make friendships and create with, with those people. And this was my way of honoring life and honoring loss through creation. And I look at art like it's alchemy, and, you, and at least for me anyway, I like to create out of death or pain or the negative emotions and transmute that into positivity and love and community building because that's all we have here is to is to make art and to be friends and you know that's what led us here right now so twin flames is a photo project i shot with this camera and a mamiya tlr twin lens reflex when i make art i like to play with the medium i like to play with the idea the camera the concept the symbolism the conveying the image, the idea. So I like to play when I make art with Twin Flames. It, it all started in 2017 on May 31st when I started the project, but it actually started months before. So I, I'll give you some back information. 
Um, I did a project in college called 365, the birthday project. I call it every day is a gift. The reason I call it every day is a gift is because my mother was passing of cancer that year and I wanted to honor her and her teachings to me of how to celebrate people and to celebrate life and, and make art through, through the celebration and make that the, the thing to share. So she had this suburban mother interior design with that says every every day is a gift. And I thought it was kitschy and fun, but it was it was something that really spoke deep inside of me because I saw it every day and it, it semblances our experiences. So I really took that to heart of how every day is a gift. And when someone is dying, it really matters that much more to really honor life and people because it's so easy not to. And I make it a, a statement to do that through my photography, through honoring people by, by just photographing them and showing up. So the birthday project, the idea of photographing every day for a year without missing a day, I photograph someone on their birthday every day of the year without missing a day, like in a row. That got me into the Polaroid zone and that got me disciplined as an artist to create something every day out of depression and addiction and to just focus on the good and creativity that helps you heal because it's all a healing process. Art it, to me is healing process. And finished the birthday project, my mother passed away. And then I, I was shambled in pieces. I mean, I, I knew it was coming, but then when it happened, it really broke me. And then I started another 365 project called Cognition. And this is a way to heal from loss um, of my mom through collage and painting and photography. So it's, after I graduated photo school, I was I leaped directly into just painting and mixed media collage with my photography and just playing with putting the pieces back together of my soul from my, from my mom dying. And that to me was like, if I didn't do that, I would have been all fucked up. But that gave me focus and clarity and a way to really communicate with my deep self and to get that noise out of my brain and just put it on something that, that can tell the story, right? And then by the end of it, I felt so good and confident and happy because I didn't let the negative emotions take over me. I channeled into this image and I looked forward to doing something every day. When you take on these projects, you look forward to doing something and creating something and sharing it. And to me, cognition really helped me, you know, accept my mother's passing and... And this is where Twin Flames come. So I did those projects in 2012 to 2014 and then took a break from personal projects to do music photography and, and fashion and stuff like that. And then I found my voice again with Twin Flames at a gallery exhibition I had in 2017 on, on Valentine's Day in the Lower East Side. And then that day during the Polaroid show, there was twins who walked in the gallery and they walked in the gallery and I... I saw them, I'm like, this is interesting. I need to take a Polaroid of this. There's something here. I asked them, because at the time I was always photographing people in the art world with my Polaroid at gallery shows. So it was just like natural, but hey, I want to photograph your Polaroid. Like, let's do, 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 boom, like a fashion shoot. But it's like right there and then it's off, off the fly. I like, that's, like, I like to play with people at shows and events and just make art like all the time. So I, I was looking at that picture later that night and I held it in my hand and I was like, I'm going to do a twin project. And at that time... I was like, it was just an art idea. I didn't really like think about why I wanted to do it until like I took the, the months from February up until May of getting the camera, figuring out where I want to go travel, who I'm going to photograph. And it started with those twins and I photographed them in Central Park, uh, May 31st, 2017. I didn't have any twins after that. They recommended a twin after and it was like a domino effect of twins recommended twins to the point where I was shooting the Shining Twins in London and shamanic 
healing cactus San Pedro twins in Peru. So when I went to Peru, so I'm going to skip ahead from, you know, the first shot to like the 80th shot of getting going to Peru and really rediscovering shamanic healing through, through the cactus and understanding why I'm actually doing this project is because there's a deep prenatal wound that I've faced my entire life from the separation of my twin that was lost in my mom's miscarriage. Hence why my mother had ovarian cancer in the first place, because she had three miscarriages. And I'm the twin survivor that came out of that, of the middle uh, birth, because the, the one before me and during and after me didn't make it. So I made it through and I was born in death. And I like, like I said earlier, my creativity comes from the well of loss and death because that's how you can see past, you know, yourself and honor life that wasn't able to be lived or that has lived for a short amount of time and to really give humanity that respect. And I think my photography really is honorable, noble, respectful. And I just want to create photographs that are mythological and really just makes people look their best and be the best and feel the best. And just in a natural moment, not trying to make it overdone or just overthought out just like i want to show up you show up we both show up and we create and that's how how, as simple as i create work and it's for me it it creates the true meaningfulness because you ask someone hey i want to photograph you where you want with what you want to wear and bring whatever you want and then we i show up i'm taking the time and and that's that's whatever we make during that 15 minutes i shoot because i only take a handful of pictures i don't shoot like an hour's worth of photography i you know, I shoot those 20 pictures and I'm done. And if they're all terrible, I'm still using one that I think really defines this connection. And I look at the whole project as a whole and you can look at them individually, but I like looking at it as a whole because it's the whole journey. You see, each day was just a parcel of the journey, but together it's the entire adventure. And I like to create massive, vast artworks because it's like a diary of, of aesthetic. It's It's your whole experience, whether it be good or bad or... You know, it's up to the subject to decide what looks good or bad. But I think, you know, there's our good days and our bad days and you got to show both and you got to have the courage to show both and and admit when shit didn't go good. Just like today, like my my project that I'm shooting now, the film got lost in the mail. I'm going to use one of those two shots that I have unless I somehow miraculously manifest the film back in my possession but who knows if that will happen funny thing is he's a shaman so it's like there's some mystical energy that's like uh, i wouldn't uh, put it past you two yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need one you just need one picture and that's all you need justin man that was that was really raw man and i appreciate you being so deep about the, the process that you have and like falling in love with it and seeing the ups and downs and like being so clear about where you source from it seems like your journey is definitely deeply spiritual and then like it's started like it really manifests in a beautiful way i i love to dive deeper into kind of like a milestone based situation like you you really kind of were a trailblazer with the south of east situation like yeah walk us through with that all right well you're talking about milestones let me start with the major one okay okay. which is finishing the project okay july 18th in in birmingham uk i photographed the black and white biracial twins that were on the cover of nat geo and that was the, the the final photo and i shot the whole project in color like classic color portraiture and then the final photo to me was very like it closed the chapter of of this healing journey and I felt at whole I felt wholesome I felt like those those wounds were mended and doing this whole thing I felt like the alchemist if you read the book it's you travel the world to find the treasure and it was right where you started all along it's in your heart 
So I, it took me that year to just travel and find my heart and what makes me happy. And oh, it's making art. And I was doing it this whole time. And I, I made every picture in the dark room. So I made an AP and a 101 and a collection of 100 101s for a museum or institution and APs for all the twins to have as a gift. Um, the major milestone, I think, is not even Sotheby's. It's, it's actually finding the love of my life through the project uh, because when you do what you love, you find the love of your life. And I found her, her name's Nicole Buffett. She's a twin. She's an artist. And this project led me to her. And I'm grateful that you know I could find love through art. And it's it's a testament of why I create because you find beautiful people to spend time with, and that's why we're here now making something like this. To me, to me is an artful experience. So that's my major milestone: is meeting my soulmate through the Twin Flames journey. Um, my second milestone would definitely be having the gallery exhibition, like the first gallery exhibition of the 100 twin pictures and then the 100 Polaroids and then the 10 enlarged and the 10 cyanotypes. Having a big solo exhibition like that to me was like, wow, I fucking manifested this. And this is what a solo show feels like. And this was in 2019. I self-published the book and... You know, I spent the past two years, and this is where we get into the NFT stuff. So I spent the past two years trying to figure out, I have this collection of 100 twin portraits, physical 16 by 20, 101 color darkroom prints. And my goal was to put it in a museum or have a collector purchase it, you know, at fair market value, which is, you know, $1,000 per piece is 100 pieces. It's $100,000. But to me, it was like, I can't sell these separately. Unlike the NFTs where you're where it's sold separately, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I think I was attached to this idea and obsessed with this idea of community, family, like these things cannot be broken apart. Like this physical collection, no one can buy just one. Like this is one thing. This is the art, right? And then when I met G Money and Alex Mazmesh earlier earlier this year, they they were the ones who pushed me to be like, yo, mint this project as an NFT. I think it'll do very well, G Money says. And I did. I listened to his advice. He's very intelligent when it comes to this. And lo and behold, that three days, four days that I minted it, the project sold out as an NFT. You know, I was in debt for like five years making the project. You know, it's a lot of money traveling and film and printing and everything. So I was in debt. And, I, and now I came into an abundance where I'm like, whoa, I'm out of debt. Like, whoa, I could relax. But it still pushed me to go further because it didn't feel like I reached the point where I want to go, which is the the full set. I still have it. It's like I need to fulfill my vision and either get this in a museum and, you know, we're now where we're at Sotheby's, which is a great achievement and milestone. And I think the legitimacy of selling the NFTs and I held on to one, which is the most meaningful one, which is the picture of Allison looking in the mirror, holding a death certificate and her eyes are closed. But then you could just see the back of the head of the of the foreground image. And I think it's like, what are you looking at? Like, are you looking at the real or the shadow of the real? It's like a Plato's allegory of the cave. Like what is real, the reflection or the the physical? And I like to play on philosophical concepts. And to me is a window into the spiritual world where she's communicating to her twin that is past. And, you know, for me that, that picture is so strong and emotional and I couldn't even sell it because it's such a priceless image. And that's why, I'm donating 100% of the proceeds because I don't want to profit off that image. I want that image to give back to all because it's, it is to me the twin sacrifice, just like my twin has sacrificed their life so I could be alive. 
that picture is the sacrifice for the community to be pushed forward and uplifted. And, you know, I want to, I want to make my art the conduit for abundance for all and not just a self a selfish take. I want it to be like, okay, I got this community lot nominated by the community. I'm going to fucking give this right back to the community because they're the ones who put me here. And that's, to me, the right thing to do, having this responsibility as a new artist, as someone who's having their first auction, I feel like I want to set some sort of precedent and like, hey, I don't need this money. I'm going to make it so everyone can have it. We could all benefit. We could do not just me have like 100K or 15K, but like everyone could have a million dollars for different projects. Like there are so many amazing creative groups. Like I want this to go, you know, to Tim's um, Sevens Grant so then it could power tens of other tens of hundreds of other artists and to me that makes the most sense because i still you know i still have the physical set and like i'm willing to let this go to help others and like i don't need this uh to benefit me i want it to benefit everyone and it just felt right like at first i was like i'm only gonna donate 20 percent, and then i met up with tim and then he inspired me and then i smoked a joint and then while i was driving home i was like you know, maybe I should donate 50%. And then my gut's like, no, do the whole thing. Like, this is something big. You got to really make a statement and you got to make it like, you got to hammer the nail. And like, this is some serious shit. It's a responsibility. And you got to acknowledge that. And I think it's it's hard. It's easy to disknowledge it because it's happening so fast. But when you take a step back and you realize like, this is an opportunity that could really help a lot more people than me. And I'm willing to take that chance because I think it'll do more than it then I've expected it just selling it for myself, which is what ma- which is what makes me do this in the first place. Just like, I think this will help everyone. But yeah, Sotheby's is fucking a good, I've never had a, this experience in my life. And I'm, I'm glad I've, I've pushed through the hard years. And, you know, it's been 10 long years of creating and creating and like seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel and just like, Am I ever going to make it? And then like one day you wake up, it's like, oh shit, I have a Sotheby's auction. Like what the fuck just happened? Like (laughs) this happened like overnight. And just like the NFTs, I think it's this whole new world, this brave new world of of tech and art that's coalescing in such a beautiful way that we haven't seen in the years prior because there's so much abundance in tech that wants the creative spirit of art. And it's just been waiting to, to connect but I feel like there's been a resistance barrier uh, from the traditional art world that just didn't allow it to connect the way it wanted to organically. And because we're working with something like tech, it's it's kind of like inorganic. But now we found a symbiotic relationship where the artists get all the royalties and they get like empowered. And I think that's what we've needed all along. Like, you know, galleries are great, museums are cool, but I think putting the power back into the creator's hand can only be good for everyone because it allows us all to manifest our dreams. And, you know, we're all artists here and we all have dreams and why not make it all happen if we can? And, and the tech world and NFTs are allowing that to happen. It's making it happen at a faster speed. Like, I've never been more abundant than I have been just the past three months than in my entire life. And, you know, how could you not advocate for something that's been so helpful? It's just like, I'm, I'm in this for the long run. I want to keep going. I want to see how far we could go and the utilities we create and the art we create and the people we meet and the relationships that are built upon this foundation of, of, of this infrastructure of tech and art and, you know, push the boundaries. Because that's really what I'm always focused on, like, like with this public art exhibition. So 
So Twin Flames really led me into the save art space with the CryptoPunks. Because I think it's like because of all the CryptoPunks and G-Money vetted for me and like supported me, I was able to have some credibility and respect in the CryptoPunks community and also just sharing my wisdom of art and having my nonprofit save art space as my, you know, organization I represent. And what really got me into the whole public art NFT thing with Save Art Space and CryptoPunks was because of Twin Flames brought me to this community and and G Money always saying, I want to put art in museum. I want to put CryptoPunks in museums. Saying it all over Clubhouse all the time. And I'm like, dude, why don't we just put it on billboards? Like, fuck the museum. Let's put it on public art. Let's Let's make this Twitter image a larger-than-life billboard, so we're grounding the digital universe into the real world as a public art project, as a public art installation, and show the world, like, yo, this shit comes to life from the digital world. And my whole ethos in NFT is someone I want to be is the person who helps bridge the physical and digital and makes there a balance and... uh, um, What's the word? Uh, Reciprocal between the two. So, for example, with the... Save Art Space public art exhibition we did with CryptoPunks. We crowdfunded the whole thing through all the CryptoPunks community. It's like, when do you ever see a Picasso collectors group put money together, crowdfunding to put, you know, Picasso on billboards or, or something that represent the whole art as, as like a, a unit? Like this to me is a groundbreaking. I don't even think any of us realize how groundbreaking this is that all these collectors came together to push this art project because Larva Labs is basically an art collective and they make crypto punks. So like they 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 got behind this project, like I've like over two thousand people, right? Like when have you ever seen an art collector base represent their artists like that? I think that's fucking dope. And that's the future of art is collectors getting behind their artists at a massive level and not just pockets of collectors, but oceans of people building community to put art out there. And I think that's fucking awesome. So with the utility aspect, we put the billboards up and in Miami in April and New York in May and London in July. Um, so we have the CryptoPunks on billboards and my whole utility process is this idea of we created NFTs of the physical billboard that you could use in the metaverse for like Decentraland or Somnium Space or CryptoVoxels and it's interactive and you could plug it on your land as a souvenir of this, of this exhibition. And if you go out in the real world and you take a photo with it and you tag G Money or Save Art Space with it and your wallet address, you get to redeem the NFT. So it allows a wealth redistribution to people who can't buy one ETH art, but they could claim this and sell it for one ETH and have money from, from our project. And I think that's great because what I like to stress on is that we created these NFTs to actually support our nonprofit for the long run. And like this one project can pay for our whole entire foundation for the rest of our lives in perpetuity because of the royalties, because, you know, we're like the first NFT nonprofit public art organization that's doing shit like this. And I think it's historical and it just empowers the art organization, which in then return empowers the artists. And I want to create a you know, formula for for nonprofits in general to be able to use NFTs for fundraising and not rely on brands or partners or sponsors, but just themselves and the creativity that they could come up with to, to, you know, to make and sell NFTs and also have them resold so you continue to get the royalties. Mm -hmm. So that to me is like how we plug it from the real world to the metaverse 
and then everything in between of the people put, putting the, the energy in motion. So that's, that's Save Art Space is what we've done with CryptoPunks. I might have left some things out, but. No, I mean, that, that's powerful, man. I think that you touched on a lot of great things. I mean, that kind of convergence and really trying to be at the intersection and create this very reciprocal nature between the digital world and the IRL world. And I think that's so important for something so digitally native. And even just the fact that we're sitting here right now, I mean, it's building communities. You spoke to how kind of art brought you to your soulmate in life, right? I, I think we need to make sure we continue to cherish the IRL component, even though this is very natively kind of like digital art form. And I think too, just the the collector community coming together to, to create value for themselves and for others. I think these are all like really, really fascinating concepts that I'm excited to see continue to develop. So when you think about art and photography for a while, like how do you foresee, I mean, we'll kind of focus on photography for a second, but this really redefining the economic model for photographers and for the industry as a whole? Like, what, what, how do you feel this will impact that in the coming years? Oh my decades? God, I love this question because I love talking about this part. The photographers and digital artists, because it starts with digital artists, because that's where NFT native is. And, you know, and then photography is also part of that. But it, it took to see the digital to get to the photography because the photography was always there. So I want to take this back to Instagram right? Before NFTs, what were we all doing with our photography and our digital art? We were posting it. And why were we posting it? Oh, to get likes, to get comments, to get people to see our shit. But it never went anywhere to support our brand or business or our personal art other than people just seeing it. And like, hopefully they'll reach out and want to commission you or buy something. But NFTs, for me, give the power back to the creator, like I said earlier, because it takes the power away from the corporations that are using your images for advertising purposes, for data mining purposes, for basically exploiting your work to make money for their platform. And now the artists are creating their platform and we can list our work. And now we're moving from a likes and comments currency to an actual Ethereum-based currency, which is more valuable for the long-term and sustainability of our creative exploration. Um, and I think that's the most important thing, right, is Put the power back in the artist's hands. Let's get rid of these, you know, monolith, what are those, what are those things? Gargantuan companies that are just draining us of our data and selling us shit and letting the artists sell their goods and art to the collectors who are looking for it. And this is the way that it allows us to actually be abundant and self-sustainable because I think the most important thing is being sustainable off the things you're creating. Um, and with photography... I think just, just like I said with digital art, it never had its value because we've been seeing it so much. And now we are creating our value and st standing by it with, by putting it on the platforms and seeing them sell for 0.5 Ethereum, 1 Ethereum, 8 Ethereum, and really legitimizing buying photography and not just being used to seeing it, conditioned to see it on an Instagram for free, but a moving of your social consciousness to actually wanting to support these people creating these artistic images that dedicate their lives to art and photography. And I think that's important recognition of even the collector base of don't look at photography like it's photography. Like just because you have the accessibility to see it and swipe away, just remember that there's someone behind the lens who puts money in their gear to travel, to be there, their time, they don't work, whatever. It's something to support. And photography, like digital art, has a bright future with NFTs because it gives you a place to sell it. 
easier to people who want to buy it, you know? Totally, totally. And, you know, I think that, you know, the Sotheby's auction is a really interesting and I think important step forward for photography NFTs. And what, what's cool is, you know, you were the community choice for Sotheby's. Let's talk a little bit about how important the role of community is in the NFT space. To what do you kind of attribute all of that, you know, that outpouring of support? Well, let me ask you what you guys, uh, what your interpretation of community is, and then I'll share mine. Because I want to get you guys talking a little bit and hear your thoughts and listen. Because I feel like that's part of what community is. I need to listen to your thoughts and and engage with the conversation. Flipping the script. I like it. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the the best way I can think about it is like coming together to create value together, you know? And like one thing that like I always found amazing about the NFT space was how selfless it is. You have artists cope, like basically co-promoting, co-signing, you know, like shouting out each other, collaborating with each other in many ways, like amplifying each other's drops, even though, you know, and it comes from a pure a very pure place of these are people that I like and I love their art and I want to see them succeed. And it doesn't, there's no, there's no financial incentive uh, behind it in, in many cases. It's really about you're contributing value to this space. We recognize that. And like, we want to all do it together, you know? Um, and that's, that's like, whenever I tell people about the, the NFT space and that community, what I always think about is the fact that so many of these artists never expected to be in the position they're in. Nobody pursues a, a career in digital art for the money, right? Um, you, you do it out of a place of passion. So you have all these similarly minded people who got into it for the right reasons, all now in a position where they can actually move the needle for each other. That's like that, like, that's that community of like sharing and creating value for each other. I think the... Communal aspect is very, um, I mean, it's effectively like power, a rising tide lifts all ships. And I think because of um, what Matt was saying, I mean, kind of building on the fact that people are coming in it for the right reasons. Now there's like a model in which this can actually create livelihood within their their life. And I think that just it becomes fuel that feeds the fire to take artistic expression to new levels and to, to new masses. I think the community and I think the NFT space, the community has been, I mean, we spoke about this a lot internally, but just how much everybody wants to help each other and how much positive karma, like it's, it's, it's rare, right? Like I've been in other industries coming from music. I mean, it's very kind of like closed doors, dog eat dog world. I feel in this context, the community is so much more holistic and motivated to really support everybody. And that's because they, they, we all know we're early. We barely scratched the surface of the, the impact that we collectively can make as a whole. So I think to me, the, the community is just all these people doing stuff that they're excited about and really looking to, to help each other, not because it's going to help them, but because it's everybody's winning and wants to win together. I think with what you say really brings me to want to share that like if you're the NFT community is literally decentralization, right? And when you think about decentralized finance or Ethereum and, and validation, the blockchain nodes, it's like we are each a validator. As an NFT person, we're validating each other's existences. Isn't that what decentralization is in the first place? So it's only natural to want to share and build community because you need community. You need a network, a web of consciousness to validate each other, to have these things happen. And I'm going to break it down in the technical, like metaphorical blockchain language. But I think I'm visualizing like the community comes from the decentralization of it all. Yeah. Because without de- decentralization is community. It's not just one bank or one thing that whole owns and controls. It's like we all control and own it and we're sharing. And it's, I think we're all just sharing and validating. So from this CryptoCutPunks billboards 
right? How did it come to be? We, I know you touched based on it, but like what really elevated it to the next level? What did you push to do? Because you were like, hey, let's just do this G money. I'll give you the, I'll give you the things. steps. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty simple. It's like a two step process. It was like G money. We want to do public art billboards. We get we need two things. We need permission from Larva Labs. So I reached out to them. I shared them my idea, my pitch. I was like, hey guys, what do you say? And they were like, we love this. Do it. Great. I'm like, oh great, that was easy. Mm-hmm. And then I I let G Money know. I'm like, G Money, we got permission. Now it's phase two. We got to raise fifty thousand dollars to get fifty billboards in Miami. And he's like. Okay, that's easy. So two days later, we had, you know, $100,000 and we put up 96 punks in Miami on 65 spaces. And we interviewed the mayor and G-Money as well. And that was our first exhibition. And it just it just organically fell into place. And everyone was was euphoric at the time and ready to donate because it is a 501c3 yeah. nonprofit donation and they're supporting the nonprofit element. And then everyone was excited about Miami and this Christie's auction was happening in New York and we immediately, you know, we're doing, we're doing New York. That was already in the plan. We were like, okay, G money, we're going to do Miami in April, New York in May, and maybe LA in June. Um, so we were already down figuring out that we're going to do New York, but we saw the Christie's news and we're like, holy shit, we got to do New York now because like we got to align it with that because I feel like it would be a bigger, thing if we align it even though we're already doing it but now we have a date so while we were in miami we were raising money for new york and we had twice triple the amount of people that wanted to support because they saw what we did in miami and it just allowed it to grow to have 200 spaces in new york um a partnership with christie's um with noah who's a great dude i wish he was here with us hanging um and just building with the fine art world in that regards of having them partner with Save Art Space because we were already onto something big and they mm-hmm. wanted to join us and contribute. And we were like, great, you could have just stole this idea and did it by yourself, but you see the community aspect and we're grateful and you're supporting our nonprofit. And that's that's like a nonprofit being supported by an auction house is like crazy to me. Like, I'm glad they did it. Like this is this raises the bar for everyone that they're supporting our nonprofit. We're, we're being taken seriously in the art world, like at that level. So it's like really a level up in our, in my regards, um, through Save Art Space. And it's ironic that through Sotheby's, my personal art levels up in a different way. It's kind of fun that, that these two entities who are like comp- competitors, but I would say they're more of like their, their community because they're working off each other. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see a competition anymore. I think it's just, a friendly rivalry and you know how are we going to one-up each other and it's all fun at the end of the day um so new york we had 200 billboards like five in times square 100 in new york and then like 30 in brooklyn and then just took over it's still it's still up today well justin to, to kind of close things out um let's let's look to the future where where are your projects going where is justin aversano in in five years where's the nft space are you in the metaverse like what's on your horizon Okay, so I think an ending note note would be we mustn't focus too hard in the digital or else we will be fully plugged into something that we can't turn back from, AI or comfort or whatever. I think we need to remain a balance, physical public art in the real world and nature and have it some way connect to the digital metaverse in a way where it's healthy and responsible that we don't lean too much on each side and 
disbalance the scales because I think a balance is necessary. And I think we all have, you know, a responsibility to to recognize when it's too much and take a break. So for the metaverse, I want to just keep bridging those worlds and keep having exhibitions that mirror the real world and the metaverse. And just like we did in New York, you were you were there, you know, level up in mediums. And I could just go quickly through through my career, starting with um, Polaroids to paintings to fine art color portrait photographer, to fine art black and white photography, to Super 8 film, to tintypes, to sculptures and feature films. Like I have a whole trajectory of mediums I want to explore through a different project that has meaning and honor for someone or some life or something that makes me inspired to create it. And not just, oh, I want to make some shit. I just... It's like, okay, this is where that's coming from. I'm like excavating shit to pour it out into the world of my emotions. Um, but definitely a film is next. After Smoke and Mirrors, I'm going to start doing some fun little um, Super 8 stuff. And that's going to be different. to cinematography uh, take through photography. Um, that's next. And public art, we're just going to be... My goal really is to work with every organization, support every social impact cause, and get everyone's art on billboards. Like, my future main goal is to get, you know, all the billboards in the world just public art by local community people who live and work in those areas all over the world have Save Art Space um, headquarters as community art centers for people in every town. Like a, like a post office, but it's an art center in every town. It's like a federal art reserve. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I, I look forward to living in that future. Um, <laughs> thank you, Justin. Uh, pleasure having you and uh, really excited for what you have to come. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Justin. Really appreciate having you, man. Great perspectives. I'm honored. This is fun. Wow, that was uh, an incredible conversation. Uh, Justin clearly has so much to say about about the space. He's clearly, so passionate uh, about the the various different roles that he uh, that he plays in this space. What stood out to you guys? Yeah, I mean, it was fun to have a open hearted conversation on just the value of community. I know community is like something we always speak to, but to really dive deep, dissect it, and unearth a lot of the the core. Uh, kind of motivators of the community and, and how we are building strength by numbers that are really building this massive tidal wave to empower a whole new economic model for artists was really fun to dive into. And I think like to your point, Sam, like I think he's an incredible trailblazer in, in terms of elements of like allowing things to happen while at the same time being incredibly intentional. I think him diving deeper into loss and grief has allowed him to create a metamorphosis and an alchemy of that pain through expression through light you know and i think this is what ties deeply into his spiritual journey tied into community i think it's just this resonance that there is divinity and alignment as an artist in that in that purity of creation indeed well Thank you all for tuning in. As always, it was a fun conversation. There'll be plenty more, uh, but none of this would be possible without your support. So we'll be back next week. And until then, we love y'all. Peace.